Welcome to the All About Music podcast, where we will provide the best offerings about the world of music in all parts of the world. In episode 132 this time, we will discuss the history of music originating from Canada. Many things are certainly not known by the general public about the history of music from each country in the world. So in this podcast we will discuss more about this. So instead of that, stay tuned with us in this episode. Indigenous music of Canada encompasses a wide variety of musical genres created by Aboriginal Canadians. Before European settlers came to what is now Canada, the region was occupied by many First Nations, including the West Coast Salish and Haida, the centrally located Iroquois, Blackfoot and Huron, the Dean to the north, and the Anu and Mi'kmaq in the east and the Cree in the north. Each of the indigenous communities had and have their own unique musical traditions. Chanting singing is widely popular and most use a variety of musical instruments. Traditionally, indigenous Canadians used the materials at hand to make their instruments for centuries before Europeans immigrated to Canada. First Nation bands made gourds and animal horns into rattles. Many rattles were elaborately carved and beautifully painted. In woodland areas they made horns of birch bark and drumsticks of carved antlers and wood. Drums were generally made of carved wood and animal hides. Drums and rattles are percussion instruments traditionally used by First Nations people. These musical instruments provide the background for songs and songs are the background for dances. Many traditional First Nations people consider song and dance to be sacred. For many years after Europeans came to Canada, First Nations people were forbidden to practice their ceremonies. That is one reason why little information about First Nations music and musical instruments is available. Traditionally, Inuktitut did not have a word for what a European-influenced listener or ethnomusicologist's understanding of music. An ethnographic investigation seems to suggest that the concept of music as such is also absent from their culture. The closest word, nippy, includes music, the sound of speech, and noise. Today, a revival of pride in First Nations art and music is taking in beauty of traditional First Nations art, music, and musical instruments. Drums are closely associated with First Nations people. Some people say drumming is the heartbeat of Mother Earth. First Nations made a great variety of drums. Healers sometimes use miniature drums. There are also tambourine-shaped hand drums, war drums, water drums, and very large ceremonial drums. Their size and shape depends on the First Nations' particular culture and what the drummer wants to do with them. Many are beautifully decorated. In many First Nations cultures, the circle is important. It is the shape of the sun and moon, and of the path they trace across the sky. Many First Nations objects, such as tipis and wigwams, are circular in shape. Traditional villages were placed. First Nations people are recovering the knowledge, history often arranged with the dwellings placed in a circle. To this day, many First Nations people hold meetings sitting in a circle. Meetings often begin with a prayer, with the people standing in a circle holding hands. 
Hand-carved wooden flutes and whistles are less common than drums but are also a part of First Nations traditional music. Chippewa men played flutes to serenade girlfriends and to soothe themselves and others during hard times. The Cree, Iroquois, and Maliseet made and used whistles. Archaeologists have found evidence that both wooden whistles and flutes were used by the Beothuk, an extinct tribe who lived in Newfoundland until the early days of European settlement. The human voice is the primary instrument of all First Nations. As it is in most ancient music, singing is the heart of First Nations traditions. Every song had an original owner. Songs belong to a society, clan, rite, ceremony or individual. In some cultures one could buy the right to sing a song owned by an individual. The original owner would then teach the buyer to sing the song. Many traditional songs are still sung by First Nations people who follow traditional ways. Many artists also now combine First Nations and Inuit music with mainstream popular music genres such as country, rock, hip-hop or electronic dance music. Between 2014 and 2018, the Polaris Music Prize has been won three times by First Nations or Inuit musicians Tanya Tagak won in 2014 for Animism, Buffy St. Marie won in 2015 for Power in the Blood and Jeremy Dutcher won in 2018 for Wallace Takik Lintuwa Kanawa. Lito Pimienta, who won in 2017 for La Pepesa, is also of South American indigenous descent. The compilation album Native North America, Volume 1, released by Light in the Attic Records in 2014, collects many rare and out-of-print songs by First Nations and Inuit musicians from the era in which the rock and country and folk genres were beginning to emerge as influences on indigenous music. Inhabiting a wide swath of the United States and Canada, Eastern Woodlands natives, according to Nettle, can be distinguished by antiphony call-and-response style singing, which does not occur in other areas. Their territory includes Maritime Canada, New England, U.S. Mid-Atlantic Great Lakes and Southeast regions. Songs are rhythmically complex, characterized by frequent metric changes and a close relationship to ritual dance. Flutes and whistles are solo instruments, and a wide variety of drums, rattles and striking sticks are played. Nettle describes the eastern music area as the region between the Mississippi River and the Atlantic. The most complex styles being that of the Southeastern Creek, Uchi, Cherokee, Choctaw, Iroquois and their language group, the simpler style being that of the Algonquian language group including Delaware and Penobscot. The Algonquian-speaking Shawnee have a relatively complex style influenced by the nearby Southeastern tribes. The characteristics of this entire area include short iterative phrases, reverting relationships, shouts before, during, and after singing, and hematonic pentatonic scales, simple rhythms and meter and, according to Nettle, antiphonal or responsorial techniques including rudimentary imitative polyphony. Melodic movement tends to be gradually descending throughout the area and vocals include a moderate amount of tension and pulsation, extending across the American Midwest into Canadian prairies. Plains area music is nasal, with high pitches and frequent falsettos with a terrace descent, a step-by-step -step descent down an octave in an unblended monophony. Strophes use incomplete repetition, 
meaning that songs are divided into two parts, the second of which is always repeated before returning to the beginning. Nettle describes the Central Plains tribes, from Canada to Texas, Blackfoot, Crow, Dakota, Cheyenne, Arapaho, Kiowa, and Comanche, as the most typical and simple sub-area of the Plains Pueblo music area. This area's music is characterized by extreme vocal tension, pulsation, melodic preference for perfect fourths and a range of varying a tenth rhythmic complexity, and increased frequency of tetratonic scales. The musics of the Arapaho and Cheyenne intensify these characteristics while the northern tribes, especially Blackfoot music feature simpler material, smaller melodic ranges, and fewer scale tones. Nettle Arapaho music includes ceremonial and secular songs, such as the ritualistic sun dance, performed in the summer when the various bands of the Arapaho people would come together. Arapaho traditional songs consist of two sections exhibiting terrace descent, with a range greater than an octave and scales between four and six tones. Other ceremonial songs were received in visions or taught as part of the men's initiations into a society for his age group. Secular songs include a number of social dances, such as the triple meter round dances and songs to inspire warriors or recent exploits. There are also songs said to be taught by a guardian spirit, which should only be sung when the recipient is near death. Open vocals with monophony are common in the Pacific Northwest and British Columbia. Though polyphony also occurs this the only area of North America with native polyphony. Chromatic intervals accompanying long melodies are also characteristic, and rhythms are complex and declamatory, deriving from speech. Instrumentation is more diverse than in the rest of North America, and includes a wide variety of whistles, flutes, horns and percussion instruments. Nettle describes the music of the Kwakwakawak, Nuu, Chinulf, Shimshian, Macaw, and Quileute as some of the most complex on the continent. With the music of the Salish nations, Enlakapomics, Nuxic, and Slyaman, and others directly east of the Northwest tribes, as being intermediary between these Northwest Coast tribes and Inuit music. The music of the Salish tribes, and even more so the Northwest Coast, intensifies the significant features of Inuit music. Their melodic movement is often pendulum type, leaping in broad intervals from one limit of the range to the other. The Northwest Coast music also is among the most complicated on the continent, especially in regard to rhythmic structure, featuring intricate rhythmic patterns distinct from but related to the vocal melody and rigid percussion. He also reports unrecorded use of incipient polyphony in the form of drones or parallel intervals in addition to antiphonal and responsorial forms. Vocals are extremely tense producing dynamic contrast, ornamentation, and pulsation, and also often using multiple sudden accents in one held tone. describes Inuit music as recitative-like singing, complex rhythmic organization, relatively small melodic range averaging about a sixth prominence of major thirds and minor seconds melodically, 
with undulating melodic movement. The Inuit are well known for Inuit throat singing or katajuk, an unusual method of vocalizing found only in a few cultures worldwide. Narrow range melodies and declamatory effects are common, as in the Northwest. Repeated notes mark the ends of phrases. Box drums, which are found elsewhere, are common. As a tambourine-like hand drum, much Cree song takes the form of repeated sections delineated by rests and melodic or rhythmic patterns, though not all repetitions are exact. Edward Gamblin was a country rock singer, songwriter, who is widely credited as one of the most influential artists in the history and development of First Nations music as a genre. As one of the first artists ever to build a successful career by focusing primarily on First Nations audiences rather than pursuing crossover appeal. Donald Harvey Franks or Iron Buffalo born in Vancouver, British Columbia. He is a drummer, poet, Native Nations champion, motorcyclist, author and peace activist. He is interested in Tibet and supports Greenpeace. He appeared many times at George's Spaghetti House, a Toronto jazz club that was the equivalent of New York's Birdland. He was also known to sit in on drums at the Colonial Tavern and other Toronto after-hours clubs and jazz venues. Robbie Robertson is a Canadian singer-songwriter and guitarist. He is best known for his membership in the band. He was ranked 78th in Rolling Stone magazine's list of the 100 greatest guitarists of all time. Robertson was born to a Jewish father and a Mohawk mother and took his stepfather's last name after his mother remarried. He had his earliest exposure to music at Six Nations of the Grand River First Nation, where he spent summers with his mother's family. He studied guitar when he was a youth and has been writing songs and performing since a teenager. From 1987 onwards, Robertson released a series of four solo albums. His first was self-titled followed by Storyville, music for the Native Americans and contact from the underworld of Red Boy. First Nations singer and storyteller Jerry Alfred helps to preserve First Nations language and traditions. Jerry is the Northern Touch One, Tushone keeper of the songs. He lives in Pelly Crossing, a village in central Yukon, 300 kilometers north of Whitehorse. He was born in the nearby community of Mayo. Jerry managed to keep his Touch One language despite many years spent in a residential school. Like his father before him, Jerry was named a songkeeper at birth. A songkeeper collects songs and sings them at potlatches and other First Nations ceremonial occasions. A self-taught guitarist, Jerry combines modern guitar techniques and the traditional music of his people. His 1994 recording, Etsy Sean, E.E.T.C. Shown, or Grandfather Song, helps to keep his language and the spirit of his people alive. Don Ross, guitarist and composer, is the son of a Mi'kmaq mother and a Scottish immigrant father. He is a band member of the Mi'kmaq community at Millbrook, Nova Scotia. Don was born and raised in Montreal and speaks both French and English. He earned an honors degree in fine arts music at York University in Toronto. He is one of the most respected musicians in Canada and is known as one of the top guitarists in the world. In September 1996 Don won the prestigious U.S. National Fingerstyle Championship for the second time and is the only guitarist to have done so.
In 1988, Don was the first Canadian and first Indigenous person to win this prize. Don is a master of fingerstyle technique, which is like the technique used for classical guitar. His music is strongly influenced by jazz, folk, rock, and classical music, creating a personal style. Don calls his style, Heavy Wood. Buffy St. Marie was born into the Cree community of Fort Quapel, Saskatchewan. She received a PhD in Fine Arts from the University of Massachusetts Amherst. She is a songwriter, performer and artist who has written huge hit songs that were performed by other famous artists including Elvis Presley, Barbara Streisand and Neil Diamond. Her song, Up Where We Belong, won an Academy Award. Buffy has earned many other awards, including an Academy Award and the United States Award for Lifetime Musical Achievement in the Arts. She has also received a Medal of Recognition from Queen Elizabeth II. France named her Best International Artist of 1993. Buffy continues to draw large crowds to her performances, with an audience of 100,000 in one Denmark concert. But she has never forgotten her beginnings and her people, and she regularly performs in the smallest First Nations communities. Nor does she forget other musicians. In 1993, she helped to create a special award category within the Juno Awards competition to recognize the best recordings of Canadian Indigenous musicians. Buffy received a Lifetime Achievement Award in Arts at the 1998 National Aboriginal Achievement Awards. The duo quickly became popular regionally in Quebec, and in 1988 they were featured in a documentary on the Inu for a Quebec television station. They were soon brought to Montreal to record and release their self-titled debut album in 1989. Although that album was recorded in their native Inuayman language, spoken by just 12,000 people in the world, the album quickly became a major hit in Quebec, and soon in English Canada as well. Eventually being certified double platinum, the singles Iyushayan and Shinanu were popular hits for the band. Leela Gilde is a singer and songwriter, born and raised in Yellowknife, Northwest Territories. She is one of the North's better-known performing artists. Since her early start in music, Leela has been nominated at the Juno Awards for Best Music of Aboriginal Canada 2003 and has won three awards in 2002 from the Canadian Aboriginal Music Awards Best Female Artist, Best Folk Album, Best Songwriter, she won the 2007 Juno for Aboriginal Recording of the Year for Sedze, her second album. Glenn Meadmore is an actor and performance artist currently residing in Los Angeles. He has been described as not the world's greatest exponent of the genre known as gay Christian punk. He is sometimes referred to as cow punk, working as a performance artist appearing at the famed punk avant-garde. Artist Scenester Hangout Nightclub The Anti-Club where he became renowned for his outrageous performances. During this time, he met African-American queer political performance artist Vaginal Davis and the two formed the band Pedro, Muriel and Esther, also known as PME, one of the earliest queer punk bands to emerge. Derek Miller, born in Six Nations on the 29th of October 1974, is an indigenous Canadian singer-songwriter. He is a two-time winner of the Juno Award for Juno Award for Indigenous Music Album of the Year. 
for his albums Lovesick Blues and The Dirty Looks. Derek has been brought to the attention of veteran and well-respected musicians such as Daniel Lanois and Buffy St. Marie. Black and Grey is a Canadian pop-rock alternative band from Membertow, Nova Scotia and Cape Breton County made up of members Brandon Johnson, Daniel Paul, Michael Mellon, and Tyler Mellon. They have had one self-titled EP released in 2013, and three successful singles to hit radio waves Goodbye Misery, which was dedicated to Amanda Todd, What Makes You Who You Are, and Pretty Little Nightmare. They currently are working with ECMA award-winning producer Jamie Folds for a full-length LP to be released in 2016. That is a summary that we can give about the history of Canada music. We are sorry if there are mistakes in the words we say. Don't forget to follow our podcast and share with your friends if we're here. Well, to close this podcast episode, we will play a song from the famous Canada musician Brian Adams with entitled Everything I Do, I Do It For You. Thank you and see you in the next episode.
know it's true.